You're listening to the Manchester Vineyard Podcast. We'd love for you to join us. To discover more about who we are, where we meet, and how you can connect with us, head to manchestervineyard.org or follow the link in the podcast description. Well, guys, good morning. We're, we're delighted you're here. We're delighted you're part of this. Um, just want to say, I know they mentioned, but as a church, uh, we're about to start our seventh year. This marks the seventh uh, year since we started Sunday services. And this is, this is a moment to reflect and to celebrate. It's a moment to remind ourselves that we're right at the beginning, really, of our journey together, but also that we don't want to take another step without praising God for all that he's done among us. We kind of sang it this morning, I will not stay silent, I will praise the Lord. Let me just read to you this, it says in Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 10, it says this, you displayed miraculous signs and wonders against Pharaoh, his officials and all his people, for they knew how arrogantly they were treating our ancestors. You have a glorious reputation that has never been forgotten. You divided the sea for your people so that they could walk through on dry land. This is a remarkable moment of just remembrance and reflection and looking back and almost delighting on the power of God. You divided the sea for your people so that they could walk through dry land. And then you hurled their enemies into the depths of the sea. They sank like stones Beneath the mighty waters, you led our ancestors by a pillar of cloud during the day and a pillar of fire at night so that they could find their way. Honestly, that whole chapter is worth a read, but there's highlights, there's challenges, there's warnings, and there's wisdom to be gained by reflecting and looking back. And many of the prayers and speeches in the Bible, like this one in Nehemiah, could almost include this long summary of Israel's history. Because individuals at that time, they didn't have their own copies of the Bible as we do today. But the summary of God's past works reminds people of their great heritage and also God's promises for all that's ahead. And it's important that we have moments and we take moments like we're about to today. Because we don't just want to be biblically literate, we want to be biblically obedient. Often so, often we fall into this trap of thinking it's about head knowledge. But we've also got to live this thing out. We've got to put it into practice. And so... We want to take a moment and celebrate what's going on, to celebrate ongoing change lives and discipleship. And I guess today that's our intention, but also it's our intention to offer you another moment to step in. We took a risk, a step of faith when we planted this church. It's a stepping into the unknown with God. And many of you, we know have joined us on that journey and today we've got a moment to celebrate together as we have a snapshot of what the father has done among us among us but also as we remind ourselves that the job is not yet done we are just at the beginning but also i want to say this and i know for some of you there's pain in the room there is a cost to war there is a cost to going into spiritual battle as you forge new ground particularly as a church plant that doesn't come without cost and we are passionately seeking to follow Jesus into his ministry and to seek his kingdom extended and as we do that we put this huge target not only on our backs but also on our fronts for the for the enemy and I don't want to spend most time today focusing on the enemy I want to focus on Jesus but equally I don't want to sweep that under the carpet because I know there's a cost and I know many of you have paid a price and as much as we celebrate all of God's goodness today and all that he's done among us we also acknowledge the pain along the way and we fight and we intercede for the kingdom of God to break through 
and to see what we've found and where we've found and encountered resistance. We've always believed in the face of challenges that we can choose pain or we can choose purpose. There can be purpose in the pain. And I want to invite some of you to step out and step in again as we acknowledge that the Lord has been so good to us. There's so many stories we could tell today. And almost by way of just gaining a quick snapshot of the reality of that, we're just going to ask a few people to briefly share their stories. So without further ado, would you please welcome Adam and Felina. It's definitely a privilege to be able to be here on MV's seventh birthday and celebrate this together. And I think it's important we all just take a moment just to reflect on that, reflect on our journeys and our journey as a church. So um, shortly after being born again as a Christian in my mid-twenties, I knew that I wanted to grow my faith and be part of a church and a community that deeply loved Jesus and was passionate about doing the things that he did. That meant finding a church that not only I could call home, but also my partner who was studying abroad at the time and intended to live in Manchester after her studies. A quick search on Google showed that there was a church in Manchester which strongly aligned with what I was looking for, with a heart for loving God, being family with one another, a real passion for reaching out to the communities around them. It was at this moment that I decided I would go and check it out the next Sunday. I was incredibly nervous the first time I attended Manchester Vineyard, quite like now. Uh, after all, this was the first time I'd ever been to church on a Sunday, I didn't really know what to expect. The nerves soon wore off, I was made to feel so welcome and genuinely cared for from the moment that I walked in the church. Um, if I'm being honest, I was shocked by just how kind and joyful the people were that I was slightly suspicious. I put slightly, extremely suspicious. Um, thoughts began to pop into my mind. What is it that I'm joining and what aren't they telling me? Surely this coffee isn't free and there's more to this. People aren't really this kind, are they? But even with these thoughts, I walked into the main hall, spoke with more people who warmly welcomed me and experienced worship and a fantastic sermon which resonated with me so profoundly. At the end, there was a ministry time and I felt a clear sense that I needed to be prayed for. Despite the nerves, I knew I was in a safe place and stood up with tears rolling down my cheeks and received prayer for the first time. It was something so different than I'd ever experienced. I was intrigued, but I was still very cautious and decided to come back the following week to see if I could find anything which could confirm my suspicions. Very happy to say that I couldn't and that I was met with the exact same kindness and love that I felt for the first week. That was over three years ago in 2020. Myself and my wife have been part of Manchester Vineyard ever since. Not only is it the church that we belong to, but it's a place that we feel is home. Um, looking back, it was an interesting start of our relationship with the church, um, especially due to the fact that the COVID-19 pandemic forced the church to close its doors only three weeks after Adam had first attended and went online. Um, despite this being an extremely difficult time to grow as a community and make friendships, we were able to do so through <laughs> sorry, a weekly small group that we were invited to, which ran each week online throughout lockdown. Um, and that meant that we, even though I was in California, I was still able to be part of the church. Um, and this kept us connected to the church, even though we couldn't meet in person um, and created such a wonderful, um, such wonderful friendships with many people we had never physically met until church began running again in 2021. Um, throughout the time with the church, um, there are difficult times where due to life and work circumstances, um, we were unable to attend regularly, which led us to feel distant. Um, we would show up once in a while and infrequently go to events, yet despite our involvement with the church being very minimal, um, the people at Manchester Vineyard refused to give up on us. Um, continuously checking in on us, invested and supported us. Um, we thought it would eventually fade and they would no longer bother once a certain amount of time had passed. 
um, but that never happened. And at the time, we didn't realize just how important it was that these people had been intentional in being a part of our lives and caring about us, and it was truly a blessing. Um, the people who welcomed us at the beginning have been with us through the best and worst moments of our lives. They persisted to encourage us and champion us through our highest highs and our lowest lows. Um, sorry, they <laughs> championed us through our lowest lows and celebrated our highest highs and monumental life achievements. Being with us when Adam was baptized and we got married in 2022, um, from which we have celebrated our first anniversary together this month. Um, they've journeyed with us on our walks with God, encouraging and uplifting us through some profoundly difficult and painful seasons of our lives and can you continue to be our biggest supporters through life. The relationships we've made with the people at Manchester Vineyard are truly indescribable, and we never thought friendships could ever really be this wonderful. We didn't just make relationships at Manchester Vineyard, we were invited into a family which will be with us for a lifetime. This love that we experienced from the church was like nothing we'd experienced before. It was exactly what we needed and allowed us to receive and learn. We could very clearly see Jesus' love radiating from the people at the church um, who loved us through our best and worst times and how they do the same um, for others and people in the surrounding communities. Um, we found ourselves being lifted up and our relationship with God being closer than ever. At this point, the love and care that was given to us inspired us to extend that to others. Um, the moment that we decided to fully invest ourselves into Manchester Vineyard, um, our church family, and most importantly, our relationship with God, our lives completely shifted, and we've experienced such incredible transformation. I'll hand you this mic if that one's not working in a minute, Paul. Uh, <laughs> through being a part of small groups, we've been warmly welcomed into people's homes and truly cared for and invested in. Through serving on Sunday mornings, we've seen how much care, thought, and hard work goes into ensuring that everyone who attends church is welcomed in this place and see God's love through um, how we meet them. Through attending many church events, we've seen joy and happiness by both those who are part of the church and those who are not. Through facilitating Alpha, we've seen people explore who Jesus is in a safe, loving environment where they're cared for and made to feel like family. Through helping with 422, we've seen just how much God blesses the efforts of Manchester Vineyard in providing a place that does so much for the community, especially for those most vulnerable in Ardwick. Now leading our own small group and beginning the internship year, we've got the enormous privilege of journeying within incredible groups of people and growing into the people that God has called us to be. It's fair to say that we wouldn't be who we are today without our church family, and we want everyone to experience Jesus through the profound love, support, and community that we all have created here and seek to do for others what the people at Manchester Vineyard have done for us. We thank God for Manchester Vineyard. The vision Paul and Steph have had for the church since the beginning are blessed to be part of all that he is doing here. We are so excited to continue to grow and develop as we step into more of what God has for us and for what the church is doing with Manchester Vineyard, continue to equip, support, and champion us in bringing God's kingdom to Manchester. guys thank you um don't you love it so good they actually got a literal mic drop but um just uh I, I think you just said that it was from the moment we decided to fully invest and uh, th these are huge moments once we decide to commit ourselves to step in we invite more and uh today we're inviting you to step into more. Over the last year since our last birthday, we've just planted eight further small groups as we want to reach in and across the city. It's a delight to see that student groups are now planting. It's a delight to see all that the Father is 
Pete loves students, if you don't know me. Um, all that the Father is doing among us and the fruit that is starting to, to happen. Sadly, Kevin can't be with us in person this morning because he's working, but we're just going to hear his, his story as well. Hi, so my name is Kevin Nengama. I uh, previously started attending Manchester Vineyard in January with my wife Lily and my daughter Maya. Uh, we moved here from Australia to the UK to to England in December. So uh, we currently went on a, a month of visiting different churches. We're looking for a home church for ourselves um, to be um, doing life with and we just wanted to find a home church for us. And Manchester Vineyard was our third church that we had visited and it just felt like the right fit for us. And since January this year, we just started attending Manchester Vineyard and we've just been on a, a journey together um, going through church. Uh, we um, registered into going into Alpha, uh, which was really nice for the both of us. We we're both previous believers, but we hadn't been in church for a couple of years. Uh, just with COVID and, and work, we weren't able to get to a church. And Alpha was a good introduction for us to get back into church and revisit just the foundations of the, of the faith uh, and have a safe space to ask some questions. Uh, it was really nice to meet some new people and uh, for both of us, we didn't expect what we were going to encounter going through Alpha. Uh, we met some beautiful people, some friends that were really, that we can call family now, that have been there, a rock for us, and, and just been praying over us and um, doing life with us together. And through Alpha, I currently uh, had an injury, so I play rugby league as a professional athlete. Um, this is my 15th year now, I'm playing here in England and in Australia, and I experienced an injury um, in my left side of my groin where I had a 10 centimeter tear. Um, and this was currently while we were in doing alpha and I got the grip to pray for me. Um, it was an injury that I was looking to be out for about four to six weeks. And um, through prayer and um, people praying over me, I was able to be back on the field in, in the space of two weeks, which was a miracle um, to our medical staff. But for me, I knew what it was. and. Um, it was just God's healing power and um, just being in a, in a place where believers were praying for me and the power of God just healing me. And uh, it was a very um, sobering thing for myself, um, just being out of the faith for so long and just to see God's hand and his favor over me and his grace and his love um, that is still there for me. And from Alpha, uh, what, um, uh, what sort of invested in from there was um, us getting planted in a small group, um, something that me and Lily didn't know we were going to do. Uh, and we met uh, two people in Adam and Felina who are members of the church, as a few of you know, and uh, we talked together. We were trying to get into a, into a small group, me and Lily, from Alpha, but we just couldn't find um, a babysitter for our daughter, Maya. It was hard to get to a, to a small group on a, on a Thursday night. And Adam and Felina proposed something that were about them post possibly um, hosting at our place where we wouldn't have to leave and Maya could be an honor honorary member um, of our small group and uh, it's something that we've been on a journey now for about three months um, as of Thursday this week and it's been incredible to be um, in a small group. Uh, just It's a smaller, especially for myself, I think um, sometimes I play on Sundays so I can't make church and just being connected to, to a small group you get to do life with. Um, and just a place to feel safe and, and talk and, and journey through. Um, it's a place where we've been able to dive deeper into the word and, and just meet a lot of new people. So 
Uh, for for me and Lily, it's just it's honestly been a blessing to our family and and to Maya. She loves she loves our small group. She's normally supposed to be in bed by 7:30, but she stays up until we finish till 9:30. And it's been it's been a great season for us and having to meet new people and and welcoming new members that are um, you know interested in like learning and and coming to a small group. And it's just been a testament to who God is and Him constantly just working in our lives. And it's been a place where we've been able to um, just find out more about who God is and, and try and be more like Jesus. Don't you love, kind of the story is as a, bodies are healed, but also hearts are healed. And you, you may have noticed just actually Adam and Felina were a huge part of this story and we're supposed to be connected to each other. We find something of Jesus and we give away something of Jesus. We love how you're a community that invite people to discover Jesus through things like Alpha. The next Alpha starts on the 23rd of October. The day before that, on the Sunday, we have something that we're calling Tri-Church. Sometimes we have to intentionally invite people into environments to find Jesus. And we want to ask you to, to keep doing what you are doing. It's an amazing thing. We get to give what he's given to us and we never tire of giving that away as we discover more of him. Why don't you welcome, I can't actually see him, hopefully he's still here, but James is going to come and join. Here he is. Come and join us, James. <laughs> Thanks. Um, hi, everyone. There's a lot of people. Um, hi, I'm James. Um, for those who don't, well, for those who don't know me, I'm James. Um, I'm married to Alison, and we have two girls called Joy and Ivy. Uh, and we've been coming to MV for about a year and a half. So our journey with MV started when we left our previous church um, after 11 years. Um, we'd gone through the COVID pandemic. Uh, I was burnt out. I'd been a trustee and a small group leader. Um, and Alison had experienced God in a new way during lockdown uh, and needed a new church environment to grow in this. Uh, leaving a place we'd been part of for so long felt really hard. Um, we debated it for a long time, but ultimately we wanted to be open to God's leading and felt leaving and finding a new church was the right step. When we started looking for a new church, um, I visited a few places on my own to check them out. And the first church I visited was MV in January 2022. Um, I soon realized that I was comparing all other churches I visited to MV, um, and not the church we've been attending for 11 years. And I kind of felt like there might be something in that. Um, Alison visited in the April, and she also felt a difference in how people spoke of their experience of God. Um, and we both kind of agreed that MV might be where God was leading us even though it wasn't what we thought we wanted from church and wasn't exactly local to us. Um, our next step to, um, was to start attending with our two girls. Um, they hadn't been in church for two years and getting them to feel comfortable was important to us, but we anticipated that this might not be easy. Um, they've surprised us with how well they've adjusted, but even when they found it difficult, we've seen the kids team love and care for them. And it was clear that the kids' work wasn't just babysitting while we did church, but there was a genuine desire for the children to experience God for themselves and in a way that was relevant to them. Um, the first few months uh, were challenging, um, and it would have been easy for us to turn back and find someone where we were more comfortable and was familiar to us. Um, however, we felt God nudging us forward and felt it was important to keep stepping into this. Um, there were so many moments when something would be said in a service or during a conversation that would speak right into a situation that we were wrestling with. And we also found that people were prepared to discuss things with us and not judge us for questioning. Um, and we've been massively encouraged by the genuine eagerness of others to invest in us, growing closer to God. By July, we joined a small group and found a group of people who were genuine in their experiences of God. 
Uh, we were welcomed into the group and cared for, even though we felt like we had so much to learn and so little to offer. Um, we got so much out of being part of this group, um, having new experiences of God, being prayed for and being loved. Um, by September, we joined teams, um, which wasn't exactly ideal, as we had to bring the girls to church for half eight in the morning. Um, and they're pretty long days for them, um, but we felt it was important to commit to supporting the work of MB and getting stuck in. Um, we again found that in trusting God, um, the girls have really enjoyed that this time and actually look forward to us being early um, so they can hang out with their church family and even kind of help out where they can. Um, and yeah, so throughout our first few months at MV, I personally found it really hard to reconcile a lot of the church teaching I had received growing up to vineyard teaching and felt like I needed something so I could explore the questions I had. Um, in January this year, I um, started the Freedom in Christ course. This was another step of faith as I'd recently started studying alongside work and with my workload and family life, it was a lot to commit to. But again, felt like God was asking me to take this step. It'd be worth it and he would sustain it. Um, at this point, I didn't know where this journey would, this would take me, but this became a significant part of my personal journey with MV and with God. Um, at the first session, I remember having a picture come into my mind of Jesus and he was in a garden, um, but it was like hidden and covered by weeds and stuck. And I felt like I had to cut him free and let him start his work. At the time, I thought this was a bit odd um, and kind of kept it to myself. Um, but I can now see the significance of this. Um, I was starting to cut Jesus free to start his work in my life. After each session, I'd come home and stay up late speaking to Alison about what had been discussed. And I slowly began to realize that there were so many things that I'd claimed I believed of God as a Christian that deep down I really struggled to actually believe. Things like if I was worthy of God's love, did he love me just as much as those around me? And can I really trust him in all things? Um, I realized that I had originally become a Christian to, just to kind of escape hell. And it wasn't because I'd loved God and believed he had the best for me. And the God I'd been taught about during my childhood was a hard God to love. And there was a lot of guilt, shame, judgment, and kind of unworthiness tied up in how I viewed what it was to be a Christian. Um, God has slowly made me aware of the damage that this kind of wrong thinking has done to me. And there's been plenty to unpick and continues to be. Um, also, because of my church teaching growing up, I really struggled kind of with anything to do with the Holy Spirit. I was taught the Spirit was only for the early church and anything kind of charismatic um, was not of God. Um, and as a result of this, arriving at MV, I was particularly reluctant to be prayed for in ministry time um, in case something weird happened to me. Um, <laughs> even though deep down I knew God was prompting me, I really fought it and put it off for a year as a step too far. Um, that was until John Clark from Hull Vineyard came to speak a few months ago. He said something at the end of uh, start of ministry time that I felt was for me. I put off responding until pretty much the end of ministry time, um, but the feeling that I had became stronger until I just had to go and speak to him. Um, I very briefly spoke to John and he said he would pray for me. As soon as he touched me, I started shaking and I just couldn't stop. This was something I'd not experienced before. Um, God suddenly felt very real. And as John prayed over me, he spoke into specific things that he would not know about me as we'd never met before. Significantly, he spoke into my difficulty in believing I was loved by God, and this broke something in me. From that point on, I've had no doubt that God loves me, he's for me, and his spirit is real. Um, since this happened, I've experienced the spirit and presence of God powerfully in different ways. I've kind of been on my knees, I've cried, which is something I've not done since Joy was born 10 years ago. Um, I've experienced things like physical weight being taken off me, um, pain being released, um, and loads of shaking. Um, it's all taken quite a bit of adjusting to do, adjusting to, and still kind of does. Um, and a lot of these experiences have not been able to put into words what's been happening. 
but when people have been alongside me, they've specifically spoken into things that make it clear this is God working. For the first time, I feel like I just don't know about God, but I know God. He's real to me in a completely new way, and my relationship with God has been transformed. I know he's still working in me and making me new, but I can trust him in so much more than I thought I could. Um, looking back on our journey with MV so far, it's just been a case of trusting God enough to take the next step forward, even if from our point of view it seems a bit difficult or challenging, and we've ended up in quite unexpected places. Um, God's been so faithful to us from the point of leaving our previous church to settling to MV and ultimately this, to the start of our complete change in our relationship with, with God. Seeing us all, including Joy and I, have experienced God in a new way and begin to work out where he might be taking us next is amazing. Oh, Thank you. Thank you, James. Don't you love it? I, we often feel with people who come from another church, it's not about shuffling the pack, but it's about activation. And I love seeing what's happening in, in their lives. Uh, James just mentioned that the kids' work isn't about babysitting. You know, it's honestly, it's genuinely, it's about age-appropriate discipleship. We're so grateful for what you sow into that age group in a couple of weeks. They're going to be multiplying due to the growth yet another um, group in a few weeks on the 8th of October. It's another amazing environment to invite people into. We're doing some baptisms and at least one of the youth will be getting baptized. Don't you love what God is doing? A major part of this church since we planted has been to seek to gather a group of people that will love Jesus and love Manchester. The more we see of Jesus, the more he embeds compassion in our hearts, not only for each other, but actually to love and serve beyond the walls of ourselves and uh, some of the guys particularly Adam and Felina mentioned it but 422 has been this remarkable project that we took on to help meet and serve local needs and as we celebrate together today we just want to give you a quick update on where that's all. honestly this is it's purely just a, a snapshot the video that we filmed wasn't actually for this audience we did it for some of the funders and for the council um, and so like there's a whole team Naomi and a team of people that are doing certain things so this is just the view through one lens of it but um, hopefully this will give you a snapshot. Four Two Two is a hundred-year project to make life around here better. Over half the kids here grow up in poverty. The vast majority of homes are tiny and overcrowded. The spending on diabetes medicines is through the roof, and tragically, life expectancy here is over ten years shorter than in richer parts of the country. This building is just down the road from where we meet on a Sunday and for a number of months we were driving past and felt compelled to do something about the fact that it had been derelict for over a decade and it sits right at the heart of a community that suffers deeply in deprivation and child poverty. So we galvanised people and money and set out to reopen this building, to restore it and to ultimately rewrite the story of this community. In just five weeks, Manchester Vineyard raised nearly £200,000. At that point, we knew we had a serious proposition. Our first tour of the building was before the squatters came in and we looked around the place and thought, oh, actually, just a lick of paint can get this place back in shape. Then the squatters moved in and they completely trashed the place. But of course that was a blessing in disguise because it did mean we had to give it a total refurbishment. Over time, through diligent working and telling the story, 
we managed to raise over a million pounds in grants and then another million pounds in either free or discounted work with so many people giving many voluntary hours. I didn't have the vision that I know Stuart had. However, I know that nothing is impossible. And I thought, my goodness, I want to be a part of that. On any given day, we will have up to four clients here, all with a disability, learned disability, autistic spectrum, who are supported by our member of staff to be able to ensure that whoever walks through those doors are welcome. They have a, a lovely hot meal or a hot drink of their choice as well. The goal of 422 has always been how we improve the well-being of the residents and the community around here and how we do that in the short term through examples of the pantry, um, the film nights and flu jabs and also medium term things, the music foundation who do classical music training, all the youth group, the kids group, the, the Thrive Mental Health team, the Pure Innovations who run the cafe. I've been using the pantry for about three months now. The kids think it's amazing, especially the treats what they get. I think it's value for money and it keeps me going. Um, it's good for the kids because they get to go out instead of staying inside all day. It's a little bit cleaner now than it's it is in the morning. 422 is a place for everyone. It's a home for every community. Let's make it. We can make it Manchester stronger together. We've been amazed to see how that seed in our hearts and that early vision has started to become a reality and the impact that it's making in this local community with some of the organisations and charities and community groups that have joined with us, partnered with us, who have got involved and started to make it all happen and how this building has been transformed but actually how the impact of a transformed building is starting to see lives transformed. Projects like this are always a challenge and there's, there's always a potential to fail, but that didn't feel like a good enough reason not to attempt it. It was always that, that thing saying, well, if not now, when, and if not you, who? There's, there's a there's a wow moment, isn't there, really? Sometimes when you step out in a step of faith, as small as a mustard seed, to see what the Lord might do. The journey, I often think, is as much as important as the destination. I would say, for one, I've been shaped. I've been challenged. I've been changed. I've grown significantly in my relationship as a with Jesus. And thank you for going on that journey with us. I don't think it's the only one. We often say you, you never finish your step of faith. I think there's many more ahead, but it also feels important to remember that the economy of the kingdom of God is really quite simple. Every new step into the kingdom costs us everything that we've gained to date. Every time we cross a new threshold, it costs us everything 
we now have. Every time we make a step, that may cost us all the reputation and security that we've accumulated to that point. It costs us our life. And a disciple really is ready to take the next step. If there is anything that characterizes Christian maturity, it's the willingness to be a beginner all over again for Jesus. It's the willingness to put our hand in his hand and say, I'm kind of scared to death, but I'll, I'll go with you. You're the pearl of great price. And many of you we know have joined Manchester Vineyard. And today you have an opportunity not only to celebrate what the Father is doing among us, but also remind ourselves, as I said earlier, that the job is not done. If anything, this is just the beginning. The Lord has been so good to us. There are so many to- stories not Tories, not that out there. But yeah, there's so many stories we could have told. Gosh, political statement right there. Um, but we, we want to be about activation. We want to ask you to be involved. We want to activate you in your faith and give you pathways to practically live that out. This isn't about being a spectator with a few people watching everybody else on the field of play. This is about calling you out of the stands and onto the pitch. And would today for you personally act as a reminder of that? We long to see you grow and for you to grow, you need to be known. Come and be part of what the Father is doing among us. Come regularly on a Sunday, come and join a team as many of the guys um, reflected. Come and join a small group, be part of the family, come and start giving financially. If you're yet to do any of those things, we'd encourage you to do so. We are able to do what we do because you stand with us with the generosity of your time, your talents, and your resources. And these are, I would say, review moments for us all. Many of you will have had changes in your circumstances, changes in your financial circumstances in the last year. We'd encourage you to consider what it might look like in the next chapter with us as a church. Membership is not something that we have as a formal thing. We often say membership really is involvement, and we'd love you to be involved here. Getting into environments like a small group is so crucial for you to be known and grown. It's so often the springboard to further growth. And you can find all those details in the welcome area. People would love to chat with you. They're also on the booklets um, that, that are on your seats. All of the stories today really are about people who have got involved and as a result have had their lives changed and then willing to step into a place of asking Jesus to do the same for others. And we long for that to be the story of you. Let me just kind of finish by reading this. It says in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will go down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. And then you may be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Can I finish just by saying this this morning? Verse 20, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen.
listening. To find out more, head to manchestervineyard.org or follow the link in the podcast description.